On today's Locked On Royals podcast, why not dream of a miracle run for this Royals club? How they could surprise people. We'll talk about that coming up on today's Locked On Royals podcast. You are Locked On Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Lockdown Royals podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Royals. Email the show, Royals at gmail.com. On today's show, brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app to create an account and use the code LOCKDOWNMLB for $20 off of your first purchase. That's last minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed for you. So take advantage of that as you head out to the K this spring, this summer, uh, and throughout the season. So check it out today, game time. Uh, and remember our code lockdown, it will be get you $20 uh, off of your first purchase. Let's talk about how these Royals might be able to make a surprise run this season. Look, if we're not allowed to be optimistic, if we're not allowed to to have some positivity whenever we're a week away from opening day, well, then we're never going to be allowed to have positivity. So just go with me. I know what realistically will likely happen this season, but let's just close our eyes and enjoy the fact that technically right now, the Royals are zero and zero and right here in the mix. And in a division, that's pretty weak. I mean, Cleveland won it last year. It would not surprise me if they couldn't, you know, if they couldn't build upon that success or or have the same success this year that they had last year. I mean, obviously, if they did, uh, that's great for them. But that's a lot of rookies to bank on to to not have the league figure them out, to not have the league adjust to them, to to not go into a sophomore slump. Like that's just a lot of young guys to be relying on that already um, broke out and maybe played above expectations um, for themselves. Who knows kind of what their what their medium is? And then you have the White Sox and Twins, who on paper look very good. I mean, the White Sox on paper should be electric, but. They haven't put it all together yet. Granted, they do have a, a, a great skipper now, Pedro Gafol, who, of course, was in Kansas City and that we all think is going to be great for um, them in Chicago. But why not the Royals? And so with the addition of the extra, well, credit we saw last year, with the schedule changing where you're going to play everybody, that actually doesn't quite benefit Kansas City the way that it benefits other teams. Uh, you'd rather play this bad division over and over and over again, but you get to see teams that haven't, you know, gotten to figure you out, that haven't um, seen what you what you like to do night in and night out the way that the, these other teams have in your division. So that that helps them in, in that way. But the Royals have a pretty interesting lineup, and a lineup that I think could take on the same success that you know the the, the Cleveland team did last year, like. When you look at it, Bobby Witt Jr. is supposed to be this otherworldly, incredible hitter. He's supposed to be the superstar. 
Last year he played really good. Like he played he played good for a rookie, obviously, but he did not play at a superstar level. And so what if this is the year that he puts it together and plays on a superstar level? And if that's the case, and then you get MJ Melendez playing at a, you know, good to borderline all-star level for a, for a young guy. Vinny Pascantino, who Lindsey Crosby of Lockdown MLB Prospects says is going to win the AL batting title this year. Like if he's going to win the AL batting title, he's obviously going to hit, you know, above 300 and is going to be electric at the plate. You go on down the line and you know what Salvador Perez can bring you in terms of pop. You know um, that at that point, then you'd be looking at the outfield, which I think is um, a little shaky to say. Uh, and when I say shaky, I don't mean that like they're all bad. I just mean like, I think that we all have our favorites. Like for me, I'm a big Kyle Isbell guy. Like I think Kyle Isbell is a really good player and, and should be playing um, nearly every day, if not every day for Kansas city. Uh, but you might not like Kyle Isbell. You might like a, a different, a different option out there. You might, you might be a huge, you know, Drew Waters guy or a huge Nate Eaton guy or a huge, you know, a uh, person of, you know, Raymond Reyes. Like maybe, maybe you've caught in the, caught in the heat for him. Uh, this spring, like I understand that it's messy in the sense of it's not defined, but I still think that there's enough options to where with a new you know, manager, Maddie Q, who is analytically driven, who is not stuck in his ways, who is not kind of predetermining what to do, that there's enough pieces in and around this lineup to where you can eventually mix and match the Rubik's cube to get a, a, full color side, right? You can eventually mix and match the Rubik's cube to where the lineup looks really good. Now, sure. It'll also take some luck. Like it's going to take Hunter Dozier not being absolutely dreadful, which uh, we'll see if that can happen. You know, he, he's obviously looked better in spring this year. We'll see if that can happen over the course of a full season. Uh, but in general, like this lineup is not a laughing stock. Like this lineup is not something that you should go run and hide from. Obviously it'll come down to the pitching staff. In order for this team to have one of those surprise seasons from any scope you look at, whether you think a surprise season would be like what Baltimore did last year, where they're picked to be last in in their division and you know, dang near everywhere else picked last in the entire MLB all the way up until what they finished at, which was you know a 500 record. If that's the your version of a surprise season for the Royals, or if your version is, hey, let's get wacky and predict them to go to the playoffs in this surprise uh, shadow realm, no matter what it is, it's going to rely on what the pitching can do. And with that, it, it's like the it's like the Michael Scott meme. Are you ready to get hurt again? We'll talk about the pitching staff coming up. But first, I want to tell you right now, a bucket of friends over at game time, folks. Game time is awesome. It is what you should be looking forward to as you go buy tickets to go to these Royals games, to go out to the K, to go watch some Major league action, minor league action, any action that you're going to go look at, you should be going over to our good friends over at game time, folks. Go there right now. Use the code Lockdown MLB for $20 off of your next, um, of your first order over there at game time. You can buy tickets to your favorite events and it should not be stressful, which is why you should use game time because it's fast and easy to use to buy all the tickets you want for sports, music, comedy, theater, everything near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guaranteed. You can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hype over the fun that you're going to have. 
we all know we're looking forward to opening day. We might be looking forward to a concert happening this summer as well. Going to be out mixing and mingling. Go check it out today at game time. Make sure you use the code locked MLB for $20 uh, off your first purchase. That's locked on MLB for $20 off of your first purchase by going and downloading the game time app today. Uh, make sure you check it out today because last minute tickets are at the lowest price guaranteed at game time. Download the app today. It's game time for you. We're back on the Lockdown Royals podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Royals baseball. Now, the pitching staff. I mean, goodness gracious. We've been talking about this for what feels like eons now. But if these pitchers are who we once thought they were back in their draft process, and if they are truly worth these first round and high pick investments, eventually they've got to break through. And it felt like Brady Singer broke through, like save me the analytics, you know, save me the advanced analytics on this for a second. Just sure raw numbers. I know that the advanced stats, there's, there's some bacon X, Y stats you can use to say, well, it's not going to be repeatable. Save me all that for a second. It felt like he broke through. It felt like he kind of figured some things out uh, down the stretch of this last season. And if that's true, okay, you've got one good pitcher. Um, and then you go out and sign Ryan Yarbrough and you sign Jordan Lyles and you have Zach Grinke coming back. And I don't think any of those by any means are like top end good quality pitchers. But I think that all of them serve a purpose in eating innings in and prof- in, in giving you professional innings. And as we mentioned, this whole idea of the best case scenario is based upon that lineup. It's based upon that lineup breaking out and that lineup um, putting together a great season. And while Zach Greinke, while Jordan Lyles, while um, Ryan Yarbrough were, will not go win Cy Youngs this year, they're not going to go lead the AL and ERA or anything of that nature. What they can do is keep you in games and they can give you a shot to win these games. They're not going to give up 10 runs in the first inning on opening day and, and the season's over and the game's over. So when you have arms who can keep you in games and you have a lineup that looks to be kind of explosive if all things go right. And obviously these are all young kids. So this is all speculatory and this is all about if, if, if things actually do pan out or not. Uh, but go with me here for the, for the sake of, you know, being at the best case scenario. Uh, when you have guys who can keep you in games that actually bodes well when you factor in the bullpen as well like the bullpen of scott barlow who i think is really good i think amir garrett's going to be even better this year um you have a Rovis chapman who got hurt uh carrying luggage or whatever he, he did and also has a ton of uh terrible baggage in his past and uh josh domont who i still believe wholeheartedly that josh domont can be a really really good pitcher and let's not forget too if we're walking down the path of best case scenario carlos hernandez looked awesome at the WBC looked awesome. His pitches were great. They had a lot more movement to them. Uh, He was throwing gas and he looked more in control of himself and of his pitches and, and just of the moment that I think that that can uh, bode well for him. So when you have professional pitchers, when you have a bullpen that you feel pretty good about, and you now have a managerial staff and a pitching coach that you feel can manage these guys extremely well, then you're just hoping that someone pans out the way Brady Singer did last year. You're just hoping that either Brad Keller gets to turn back around, but of course he's 27 years old. It's like he doesn't really fall into this category. We kind of are shoehorning him 
into this category, but you're hoping that Daniel Lynch, you're hoping that Jackson Kowar, who got sent down you know, the, by now, by the end of the spring, but you're hoping that one of those guys can pop at some point this season and allow you to, to capitalize on all that investment that you've made on starting pitchers to this point in this rebuild. So that's a lot of what ifs. And as you know, between injuries, between regression, between just baseball happening, the perfect season rarely aligns. The perfect, you know, coordinates rarely come together in the stratosphere for baseball teams because there's so many what if factors, because it's a grind of a season where it's hard to it's hard to be fluky, right? Like in football. There's 17 games. You can win six of them based on just the way that the oddly shaped football bounces, right? And then you've won six of them. You know, that, that's a large percentage of your games. I'm not great at math, but you know, that's, that's a great percentage of your games. Whereas in baseball, okay, you get fluky and you have an incredibly hot month. Folks, you're barely making a dent into the season with a hot month. So even if you go, you know, 12 and two out of the shoot. We saw that with Kansas city a couple of years ago where they were the best team in baseball a month into the year. And then they still lost a hundred games. Like this happens often where the Royals either start incredibly fast uh, and, and, and fall off a cliff or they start absolutely dreadful and look like one of the most laughing stocks in baseball history. But then in September, they have a great month of September, a great month, uh, you know, a, you know, a great end of the season, end of August and through September, and we're we're selling ourselves on the future of this team. So obviously, you can't be a fluky 162, and more often than not, the best possible outcome for your season doesn't align. So where does that leave Kansas City? I think that the best possible outcome is they find a way to to sneak into one of those wild card spots because. It would be Bobby Witt Jr. becoming a superstar, MJ Melendez looking like an all-star caliber player, and then two or three of these pitchers breaking out of it at the exact same time uh, and, and looking good at the exact same time. That is not incredibly realistic to expect over the course of 162. So where does that leave Kansas City? I'm going to tell you where I think the middle of this team will be coming up. But first... I want to say right now, if I get friends over at FanDuel, FanDuel is incredible. It's America's number one sports book. Go check it out today because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet does not win. If you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up today. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up today and check it out over there at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Folks, you go to the sports book and you can bet on the March Madness tournament for men and women's. You can vote on NBA. You can uh, you can bet on MLB. You can do all that fun stuff. Let's look over at the MLB odds right now, which you can bet on spring training games. That's obviously incredibly difficult. Let's bet on who will win the World Series right now. The Astros are the favorites at plus 600, then the Braves, then the Dodgers, and then the New York Yankees. The Mets and uh, Padres round up the list. I love the Padres this year. I'm a big Padres guy this year. So I might throw a few shekels on the Padres' future bets uh, for March Madness hoops. K-State is one-and-a-half-point underdogs against Michigan State in their game on Thursday. So check that out uh, over there at fandle.com slash locked 
Tony. So where will the Kansas City Royals finish this season? We've gone over the best possible scenario. And, and, and we're dreaming of them possibly having this miracle year, this miracle stretch where they become like Baltimore last year and they go 500 or even, heck, get over the hump and make the postseason. But we've also talked about how unlikely that that is, how unlikely that it is that it falls that way. And so I think that this year the expectation should be that the Royals play competitive baseball. And not in the competitiveness in the sense of like, okay, they're going to win every single game. But it has to turn at some point where the Royals are no longer a laughing stock, where the Royals are no longer out of it by the end of May. At some point, that has to stop. It's not to say you got to go in a World Series. It's not to say you got to go all in and go trade for uh, win-now pieces of the deadline. But you got to stop being an embarrassment. You've got to stop being a team that you can check out of well before the Chiefs even go to spring, you know, go to training camp in St. Joe's. You've got to be a team that can at least hold the attention of your audience because the Royals haven't been for many, many, many years. And so, with a new front office, with a new staff on the field, I think that this Royals team will be competitive where you're at least looking forward to watching them. Because, hey, you know what? This could be a game where Mike Massey goes two for four. This could be a game where Bobby Witt Jr. goes four for four and looks elite. This could be a game where Daniel Lynch strikes out 10 pitch, you know, ten batters and, and looks like he's going to be pitching his way uh, back to prominence. Like, like you're just looking forward to the game. Because you know it's that you're not setting yourself up for disappointment every single night. You know that that every single night you're not going to watch them just absolutely embarrass you. They've got to play more competitively. They can lose still, you know, 85 games, but it can't be 85 games lost by 15 runs. It can't be these games where you're just non-competitive. And so I think that the season best case scenario is all these guys hit at the exact same time. That's also incredibly rare. So the most likely case scenario I think is that, these teams, these players, some of them hit, some of them are all right, and some of them still are struggling. Then you go around and you lose 80 games, 75 games, something of that nature. But you at least have something of note. You at least have some concrete way to move forward to, um, to move forward to, to build upon in the next few off seasons. So we'll see. We'll see where Kansas City can end up. Uh, I think that there is a, a scenario where they can have a phenomenal year like the Orioles did um, a year ago, especially in this division. But all in all, I think that baseball will have one of their better years that they've had in a long time as a whole, the sport as a whole. I think that the pitch clock will be better for the game. I think that the limiting the shift will be better for the game. I think that we'll see better production uh, from players and more and more exciting possibilities and outcomes in each at bat. I think that we'll see less and less of it just being okay. We're going to wait around until we see someone strike out or until we see um, a home run. I think we're going to see less and less of that. I think that that boosts the overall 
um, watchability factor of baseball, which is great for the game and growing the game. We saw a phenomenal WBC um, finale the other night, so that was great as well. Uh, this has been Locked on Royals. We're going to be back to five days a week from now all the way through winter meetings, so from this date forward, um, Monday through Friday. So check it out. Subscribe across all podcasting platforms so you never miss an episode. And until tomorrow, be good. Be good to one another.